Cusick. Not just a word, a movement, a mindset, and a podcast. Welcome to Fusick. All right, everybody. Welcome to the Fusick podcast again. We have somebody that is no stranger today to colonial success, and I uh, can't wait to hear from him and his knowledge on what's going on. But I am your co-host, Craig Miller, uh, always accompanied by the one and only Mr. TJ McGinnis. How you doing, TJ? I'm doing well, buddy. How you doing? I'm doing great. Doing great. As Mr. Rogers always says, it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. That's right. Hey, it's been above 50 all week here. There you go. You're starting to turn the corner. Can't, can't believe it. Can't believe it. Very much looking forward to conference trip next week. I already have been checking the weather uh, every day. The high's about 85, low's about 70, man. It's going to be beautiful. That's, that's, that's going to be a fun time. It's going to be a fun time. Uh, what's, uh, what's the plans for Easter? Oh, uh, we're going to take it easy. Katie's up here. Um, she's actually had her spring break, so she's been up here all week. It's been nice. Uh, awesome. You know, as much as we love talking on the phone, at, you know, after work, it's it's <laughs> much better to have a real in-person conversation. So really enjoyed her being here during the week. And then uh, we're going to go to church, as always, on Sunday morning. And then um, she's going to head out that, that evening, and we're going to get ready for the, the awesome Great. colonial trip. Yeah, that that's, I can't wait for that. It's going to be fun to get with everybody. Um, we're, we're heading to, uh, Pensacola with the in-laws going to have a great time, enjoy church and, uh, get coin all dressed up. Fun, fun. And, uh, she's, uh, she, it's so great. She, she, before we put her down the bed, she puts her hands together, her prayer hands, we call it. And she does, she, she says a prayer now. Oh, that's so, the best. Uh, Hayes, yeah, Hayes still great. thanks God for deer meat. Yes. Hey. Hey. Something, something great about that. That's right. Every morning, every, every evening we say our prayers and he, he, Thanks God for the funniest things. It's some, I, I record it sometimes just because you can't yeah. make it up. What he's thinking, God. For. That's, a, that's awesome, man. Well, we'll tell you what, Craig. Who do, who do we have today to join us? We have Mr. Hefty, Robert Halbert. How you doing, Robert? I'm doing great. How are you guys? Um, awesome, fantastic, Robert. We're, it's a pleasure to have you on here, buddy. I know you're super busy, and uh, I want to thank you for for joining us. Well, thanks for thanks for inviting me. I mean, it's, it's good. I'm glad to be here. So just for the listeners to kind of understand Robert and who he is a little bit before he gets into the story, Robert, correct me if I'm wrong, but you've won small office of the year, medium office of the year, and large office of the year back to back to back. Is that right? That's correct. That's old business, though. That's old news. I'm a has-been now, I guess, a little bit. You're a has-been, yeah. So they basically promoted him up to be able to now work with other DGAs in an assistant TM role, TM role, slash super DGA role, so... They just create their own positions for Robert because he's so good at it. Yeah, that's the key. To, that's the key to business is is find the right people, then create a role for them. So that's some good the Colonials doing. But Robert, your goal now is to get all of your folks to win those awards, correct? Correct, absolutely. Yeah, awesome. We had a, well, we had well, a medium Robert, office of the year out of my group this year, so that I was, that made me really proud. John Parsons out of Longview, Texas, they won medium yeah, office of the year, so that was a. That's, that's, that's awesome. awesome. I'd, li- I'd like to have two or three hit in one year, like a small, medium, and a large. You know, I think that would be really neat. But, you know, we got some work to do to get well, there for sure. That's good, buddy. Well, well I'll tell you what. Why don't you, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and, and your path to success? You know, I started with, uh, the, with, with Colonial Life in uh, 2010. Um, I did meet – I met you, TJ. Yeah, I think it was August of 2011, if I had to be 100% yep. correct. That was our – Territory office. Yeah, and then we went to Jacksonville Suns uh, minor league mm-hmm. baseball game. Yep. 
Yeah, I remember that very well. Um, I still tell people, you know, I, you know, I always talk about Heath always saying, oh, you'll laugh about the progress, you know, about where you started and where you're at now. I always tell people it's still not funny to me. <laughs> it was a tough time. Uh, but I started with the company in 2010 um, to kind of back up. I was, you know, I, I got out when I graduated high school, I, I went into sales immediately. Um, I didn't go to I didn't go to college. Um, I started selling cars. Um, at 20 years old, I was pretty much running a, a dealership for a family. Um, thought it would be a career that I would have for the rest of my life. And uh, I was with them for, let's see, seven years. And on my almost my seventh anniversary, um, they, they walked in and said that my services were no longer needed or rendered. At that point in time, it was everybody else's fault but my own. I've progressed from that and realized that there was probably some things I could have done a better job of and, and didn't do. I did a I did a phenomenal job making the dealership money. I did a terrible job of, of being a good person all the time. Um, <clears throat> got into insurance and, and, and started with in July of 2010 with Colonial. Um, I was brought in by Heath Oaks when I got brought when I brought it when I was brought in. It was pretty interesting. I, we got our office opened up. I came in as an ADM. Um, Told Heath to take his ass back to Dallas, and and I show him how it was done. Um, <laughs> by November, <laughs> I was in bad, bad shape, and I called Heath up and I said, "Man, I don't care how you tell me, but you got to come help me." Um, you know, I hit that wall, that pride wall that I really needed mm-hmm. to hit. That probably one of the most, one of the biggest changing points in my life, professionally and personally. Um, started listening to someone that I trusted. Uh, you know, he's still a, a, a close, close colleague slash friend of mine now. Um, and we started moving. We started. We started going. Um, and and I guess about December is when he came to me and said he was going to Jacksonville, which is uh, Jacksonville, Florida, where he uh, discovered UTJ at some point early on out there. Um, and congratulations, I was getting a promotion. I was going to be a DGA. And I said, "Oh, that's great, but zero times zero is still zero. <laughs> <laughs> um, so um, as as we got started, things started kind of progressing. Uh, January 2011, I became a DGA, um, got my head wrapped around what we were supposed to be doing. And, uh, you know, it's funny you brought up, Craig, about the, you know, the three-time National Office of the Year. And the, and the funny thing was is Heath knows this. Not a lot of people know this, but I went to LDC on an exception in 2011. Um, it was in Orlando, Florida. Uh, I was so broke when I left to go, I had – I think it was like $16 in my pocket and that was it. So I carried a carry on bag. So I couldn't, cause I couldn't afford to check a bag. And I called Heath on the way there. I said, Hey, do they feed us or something? Cause I don't, I don't have any money, man. I don't know. You know, if they don't, I got 16, I guess I can hit a dollar menu somewhere. It'll be fine. Um, luckily they fed us at that time, which was, I thought was the greatest meal ever. Now that you eat those hotel meals all the time in, in these group functions, you're like, man, I'm tired of eating this resort food, but it's, <laughs> it's still, a, it's still a blessing to get you go. Um, but you know, we went there. Um, I started look, kind of looking around and, and, and understanding what the, you know, kind of what the game was like, the people that were playing the game. And they announced national award winners. And I told Heath that day, I said, you know what? I wonder if anyone's ever won small, medium, large, and premier office of the year back to back to back. I said, I want to do that. And, uh, you know, that journey was, uh, you know, that was a, it, I could write a book about that once we got that going. In 2011, <clears throat> we actually did not win small office of the year. Um, we had the points to win, but my BQI was too low. Um, so we didn't win that year. Um, but, uh, you know, everything started going, you know, the biggest thing I always tell people for me is, is in my mentality, my mindset is I'm going to outwork you. I'm not going to outsmart you. 
I'm not a very smart guy. Uh, when it comes to, you know, two plus two and all that kind of stuff in school, I wasn't very smart, you know, but I'm going to outwork you. Um, and once you kind of, you know, to any, to me, any kind of process or business or athletics, whatever you're doing, when you find a process that works, the people that continue to be successful, they do it the same way over and over and over again. They just get better and better at it. Uh, you know, 2012 rolled around. We, uh, we, we had a wonderful year in 2012. We won small office of the year. Uh, 2013 turned around and won medium office of the year. 2014 won large office of the year. And uh, believe it or not, <clears throat> I, you know, I believe that a lot of people would probably say I probably couldn't have, but I really firmly believe in, in 2015 we would have we definitely given, given th- the premier office of the year hell. Um, they came to me and offered me a promotion. It took me almost two weeks to decide to do it because of, because of that goal and because I'd made it that far down the, the journey to do that. And uh, super glad I made the choice to move on and take on the new role that I have now because I have an opportunity to, to, to help other people develop and, and show them how to be successful. Um, you know, it's been a, it's been a wonderful ride. Uh, it's been, it's been very fun. That's awesome. So I know one thing I want to hit on was, um, you, you said that you, you're not going to outsmart people, but you're going to outwork them. I mean, that's, that's always been what my dad instilled in me for sure. Especially, uh, it reminds me of one instance, you know, in particular, I could probably talk about a bunch of them. We all could, but I remember I was wanting to play basketball and, uh, and for the school team and, our basketball program was always very, very strong at Auburn. And uh, seventh grade rolls around, and, and I'm, you know, not that this matters, but I'm one of the only white guys out there, you know, trying out for basketball. But I loved it, and, and I was one of the shorter guys, believe it or not. I mean, I'm 6'6". I'm six, six the short, I was about yeah. to say, yeah, how do you so, not play basketball? You're 6'5", 6'6". 6'6", 6'6", right? So as I was going out, you know, for the team, I was actually, you know, the team would split up. This is how big our team was team would split up you know to do layups and it would be the shortest the tallest well I was on the short half of the team at at my height and so I tell everybody I was like I was the 11th man on the basketball team you know that we had two kind of sets of groups so I was just happy to be there and have a jersey I really didn't start stretching until the second quarter but my dad told me he goes you're gonna have to out hustle every single person if you want to stay on that team because you're not I mean my coach told me I wasn't allowed to shoot outside the paint Right, he told me my name's Craig Miller, not Reggie Miller, all the time. So the only reason I was there <laughs> was because they knew in practice I was going to hustle as as hard as the other team was going to play. So I was basically like the scout team player <laughs> for the high school team. <laughs> but you know what? We won a state championship, and my ring was the exact same size as the starting starter. So uh, that's the way I looked at it. But made lifelong friends on that team, and 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 taught learned so much about being a team player and giving yourself up for the team and, and doing what's best for others and, and how rewarding that is. And, you know, and that, that still is, it just, it carried on through everything I did after life was just being able to be and have that experience on the basketball team. So just kind of how you said, you're going to step back and be a servant for others. I mean, that's, that's the key to leadership right there is, is stepping back, yep. being a, you know, being a servant leader, being a workhorse for your team and, and showing them the pace and kind of being that rabbit that sets the pace Every single day, whether it's you know in, in practice, whether it's role playing in the office, or whether it's out there on appointments or doing drops or whatever it is, you've got to be that rabbit as the leader and, and set the pace of the organization. For sure, and I, and I always, I always tell my guys, you know, hey, you're not going to outwork me. So, you know, usually in the evening time when I'm heading home at six thirty or seven o'clock, I'll call one of them. Hey, what are you doing? 
I just got home. So you're not going to outwork me. You know, I try to keep that mentality. I'm trying to, you know, I always try to build that mentality with everybody on the team too. And, you know, I've, we've had a, we've had a great run. We've had, I've got a good group of guys, you know, a bunch of misfits, but <clears throat> we've done a really good job. And they've done a really good job of, of taking the ball and really, really running with it. So it's been, it's been fun. It's awesome. You, you know, I, I want to touch on the, the Robert, the hit the pride wall. Uh, that's a, that's okay. a great line. Because that, to me, so too many, so many times in 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 leadership, we bring on guys and girls who who have. We want people with egos. Um, that being said, at times we know we know this this system works, but at times we, when you bring on some studs, you know they 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 may think they have a better way of doing things. So one thing I know that Heath did with you was. He tried to help you, coach you on some of, on the systems, but you felt like you had it taken care of, and you and you were going to just do it. Um, and what happens is, as a leader, we still try to dive in and dive in and dive in and coach, and that just frustrates everybody. Sometimes we have to just take a step back and let people hit that pride wall, and the winners will come to us and say, "Okay, okay, what is it you're talking about? This process, this system, I want to learn it now because uh, it didn't work out." Right, Can you touch I mean, on that. Touch on that a little bit, and, and any experience that you have now in your new role, where if you've dealt with that with somebody who they need to hit so, that pride wall first. Yeah, and that's you know, development developmentally, I guess through you know leadership. Even you know, my number one fear, you know, up until about a year and a half ago, in my new role was I didn't want people to feel or go through the pain that I went through. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, <clears throat> Because it was terrible. I mean, I yeah. couldn't. I couldn't pay my bills. I couldn't. I was about to lose my house. The IRS was showing up in my house. You know, I had. You know, I had another uh, a daughter that that I couldn't pay child support on. That I got put on probation for because I couldn't pay it. You know, I mean, yeah. Uh, I got. You know, was in the middle of an investigation. My dad had some a, a, a substantial amount of money come up missing. You know, and so. All of that was, you know, and I, and this kind of gets into a little bit more of the spiritual side of me that a lot of people don't know that I do have is, you know, it was really a test of, of, of who I really was. And, and I was a very proud person, you know, I came, you know, grew up with absolutely nothing, um, you know, and so, so when things started going well financially for me, that was my, that was kind of my number one buzz, you know, I wanted to be the guy that had the money, you know, and wasn't really, you know, I cared about people, but I didn't really care. I cared about people that I felt like I could get something out of. Yeah. And you know, once you, to me, once you learn to just care about people in general and do things for other people without worrying about what you're going to get in return, you know, it's, it's, it's one of the biggest things that you'll ever, you know, you, so true. you'll ever get a return off. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's, it's so weird. Um, but you know, working with other people, you know, everybody's got their own, you know, God gave us all our own mind, you know, our own mindset, our own mind, you know, and, and you got to let people, you got to let people hit those walls. Some people hit them harder. Some people hit them faster. Some people hit them slower, you know, and it's, it's being there to pick them up once they hit them. Because what I found was, is you're never going to stop someone from hitting those walls. You know, the process of getting them past that wall once they hit it is where you really, I think as a leader, really take a hold of someone and really can move them. I've got some guys that, you know, because of my resume and because of what I did with the company when I first started in my new role in 2015, they took to me like glue, you know, they were like, this guy knows, you know, and then some of the newer people that didn't really know me and the further down 
the you know the has been as i said earlier you know the 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 further down that goes down the down the calendar years you know i really have to step up and really prove to people that i care about them that i care about their success and i want them to you know to grow and and be 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 a great person as well um and you just you know being able to step back is was tough for me and just let people hit those walls um but you know you guys i get at I actually take a lot more pride now in the fact that I'm if you don't know me and you see me out at functions with the with the colonial group and stuff, I'm very quiet, I'm very to myself. Um, you know, I do that because I don't wanna be I don't wanna be that arrogant, pompous asshole that everyone, you know, thinks that you you, you know, you should be to be successful because that's not really the case. That's you so know, true. you don't need um, it. Um Yep. Robert and you mean Go ahead. it's just me. I don't yeah. I don't I don't I wasn't that way for a long time, and I've learned that I've been blessed very, very abundantly, not just with money but with other things, That just from learning to get inside myself and, and stay inside of my own pride. You know, I'm proud. Don't get me wrong, and I have an ego. Don't get me wrong, and, I, you know, I can be cocky, but I, I've learned to cage that and use it in a positive way, not so much a negative output. So and we've also – none of us have – just so you know, none of us have ever doubted. Your, your fusic has never been – if you could sell or not, because we've all seen your wife, and she's way better looking than you are, man. It's kind of it's not even close. <laughs> and uh, hey, not only is she way better looking than me, but she is a great person. Oh, so we know. She's, we she's know. She's I love, she's I love she's still... the way you talk about her, man. That's you know that's the way that I, I just I, I'm sure I annoy people with the way I talk about Katie, and it's 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 so similar to the way you talk about your wife, man. It's just and TJ talks about Casey. I mean, it's just it's just cool to hear guys, you know, and he talked about it on this podcast, man, you know, that, the coolness of that is gone out of a lot of our society, you know, but that's, to me, that's cool. That's very cool to hear the way you always talk about her in just a positive light. The same thing with TJ and he, you know, it's just, that's the kind of people that I like to surround myself with. Cause that's what you're talking about. Good people. And, and, you know, it brings it up to home too. We always talk about how do we bring value? How do we, how are we servant leaders in the workforce? But, I think all of us get just as much pride in being a servant leader at home and bringing value to our, our families and, 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 and more. So, I mean, that's that's really what the key is. But if you don't do that at home, you're not going to do it in the workforce. If you don't do it in the workforce, you're not going to do it at home. And, you know, and that and that's the key is you just got to decide that you're going to be that person. That's who you're going to be, and you've got to enjoy it, embrace it, love it, and get addicted to being that, and everything else in your life will follow. Yep, for sure. You, you have to. And you, I, you're not going to be perfect either, you know. No, I have my I have my moments, you know, where Amy gets to kick me kick me square in the ass and go get your head out of your ass, you know, and you know that's that's the greatest thing where it's a partnership, you know, mm-hmm. and it, it it helps me because it's easy for my personality type and and the way that I am to to veer off of that that focus what we're really here for what we're really focused on trying to accomplish that's so every true. day. It's so true. Katie looked at me the other night. She goes, "That was a snoot comment, you jackass," and I went. <laughs> Damn, you're right. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah, hey, you're, you're right. right. You're right. You're right. That was and you, kind of just like a gut check thing. Like, hey, you know, remember where you came from type of thing always, you know, and, and you got to love that. So that's that's good. But th- that's the thing that keeps you grounded. And I think that's part of, you know, priorities. You have to have your priorities in order and you can't just talk it. You have to you have to live it without a doubt. And you can't sure. uh, you can't try to be a great person at work and and care about people. And, and then at home, you're not doing that. Nope. You know, it just you, you just can't it. It's fake people, and people pick up for the, on that. Um, for sure. You know, uh, Robert, you you touched on going back to the the the, the pride part, and uh, once they once they hit that wall, how 
because this is so important, and I want to make sure that we, we touch on this, because I think at times leaders, why leadership is so tough, and we've spoke about this before, is that you went through a, a tough time. Craig went through a tough time. I went through a tough time. And every time we bring on someone new, and we want to try to help them not go through that tough time, like you said, but it also brings up in stuff inside us. It just, it's like, it's a constantly, you're, you're, it makes a tornado in your belly and it constantly in your mind, it constantly brings up all the bad things that happen to you inside this business mm-hmm. and just the struggles. Uh, but when people hit that wall, what, what is it? Or what are the two or three things that you can tell a listener that they can do to help this person get over that hump? What is- well, I think business, personal, whatever, you know, when you hit that pride wall, it's one of those things you got to, you, you, you've got to learn to become brutally honest with yourself. You've got to become completely self-aware of where you are. And if it's not where you want to be, how do you get where you want to be? And, and then, you know, start making changes, you know, and you got to make the changes from within. You don't make them on the outside where everybody thinks yep. you're making changes. And that's the tough part. And, you know, how I do you coach people, them? How do you coach them through that? You know, it's, I've got to get them to admit it first. Mm-hmm. You know, they've got they've got to come they've got to come out and say, "Hey, I I can't do this alone." Or I I, I feel you know, I I thought I could, but I can't. And what what you know, it's it's got to it's got to come from them first because you can go in and keep stuffing it down their throat and stuffing it down their throat, and, and until they yeah. get that part, they're not ever going. to. And it's the same for me. I mean, I had to get it myself too. And you know, the greatest thing about it is if you're open with yourself and you're really, you know, in a good spot mentally and spiritually where you where you really want to make those changes, I always tell people they're going to be put in front of you. And, 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 you know, making those changes are simple once you realize and become self-aware. But the longer you the longer you avoid making those changes, even though you really want to make those changes, the tougher and tougher and tougher things will get to you till you actually see it. You know, and that's the thing with me. I'm so hard headed a lot of times that there's a lot of things I could change before they get too tough. And then you wait. Until it's too late, you know, and yep. then all of a sudden you're getting the hell beat out of you mentally and emotionally. And, and you know, I always and, say, and you know, times, you're never going to be blessed with go ahead, Robert, more sorry. than you can handle, really. And so. a lot of times, Robert, what, you know, it's it's weird and people, some people won't admit this, but like with all of us, the three of us, I know this is true. For so long in your life, it, everything that was going right at some point ended and drastically, you know, and like went down in flames. For you sure. Know? And so... It's not that like you're not optimistic or positive anymore, but it's like you always had that little bit of fear in the back of your mind, like, all right, when's this going to end? And, and when you can decide to get over that, right, things tend to actually last <laughs> the right way, yeah, you know. Right. It, and, it, and it goes back to where, like we were just talking about earlier, you can't do it half-ass. It has to be something where you just decide that's the person I'm going to be. And every single day you got to wake up and you got to pray about it. Hey, I want to be better than I was yesterday in every single area, you know, and pray about specific things that you're struggling with. But you got to continue to try to just be a better person, put that oxygen mask on first, right? And that's going to allow you to impact others in a positive way. And, you know, and I think that's something that you've got to continue to do. And it's about consistency with doing that over and over again. But I know I always had that fear of, all right, things are going right. Things are going right. When's the... When's the crash and burn coming? Because I know I'm going to screw this up at some point, you know, type of thing. Sure. (laughs) 
I, 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 you know, that's, that's kind of one of my, that's one of my driving fears. I say, don't ever operate your business out of fear. Don't ever operate your life out of fear. But you know, the, the motivation for me is to, you know, try to get better. Cause trust me guys, when I say I'm not perfect, I'm far from it. You know? Um, in fact, I was the first time Heath asked me to get on a podcast. I was real funky about it because I'm, I'm, I, I'm as real as you can get. I'm not trying to sugarcoat right. things. I'm not trying to fake things out and do anything weird, but you know, there's still a lot of things that I'm working on with me, you know, to this day. Um, I've been lucky to figure out some really, I think, good, good foundational points to, to, to get to where we're at right now. But it's still got a lot of work to do. But, man, it's it's definitely, yeah, you always say, hey, ride that wave till it crashes, you know. And yep. how long can you ride the wave? And, you know, if your heart's in the right place and you're always doing the right thing, I think the wave will last as long as you want it and to I last. And I know we all, I have a bigger fear of losing than I do a love of winning. Every and that's fine. I, I I hate to lose way more than I like to win. That's that's for damn sure. Um, so yep. I but I'll, that. I'll tell you though, if you're in, and you kind of touched on this, Robert. Uh, whereas you always looked at as the money, you wanted to be the money guy, have have the most money. So let's just say the wave is money. At some point, that that could go away, and then you're you're at rock bottom. But if your wave right doesn't define you. And your wave is right. your foundation and your family and your faith and what you believe in. Exactly. Then, then you can fall off that wave. But guess what? You, that no, that other wave is right. You're going to jump on that other wave and, and be where you want to be, mentally, spiritually, and, and and emotionally. And you're going to be right where you need to be. And I think that that For goes sure. back to why priority is so important. Yep. You right. agree on that? Once you, yep. And Robert, I think. Yeah, I think you know when you get over the money part of what you're doing. When you're doing it because you truly love it and you have a passion mm-hmm, for doing exactly. it, the money's always going to be there. You know, I always used to say, hey, if we win, I don't care about the money because the money's going to be there. And you know, it's not. You know, to me, it's just it's weird. I don't. You know, even from coming from my previous career to now, is income wise, it's not even. It's astronomically greater here, and I just don't. It just. I don't even think about that anymore. You know, it's not. It's not on my. It's not on my forefront of my mind of of really what I'm trying to accomplish. You know, it's it's more of really trying to put myself in a great position to, to when I'm gone from this earth, have touched a lot of people's lives that can actually go out and, and really make a difference That's in right. whatever they're trying to do, man. That's right. And I think that helps with the stress level and everything. Um, sure. You know, for sure. That, that, that's an, if you're, if we're all honest with ourselves, that that was an adjustment, you Absolutely. know, we come into this and, and we think we need to have, we need to have the best suits, the best cars, the house, the, you know, all these things need to be done right. And, and then when we realize that's not what it's about, and it's about exactly what Robert, what you just said there, I sleep a lot better at night. I do too, for sure. Because of I don't. I mean, don't, don't get me. You know, and that I think that's part of the progression too. When you get into yeah. a career or whatever, you know, that first time you get that hundred thousand dollar check in a week, you know, it's kind of like, oh, I'm I'm a badass, but. You know, put it in perspective. You know, thank God that you actually had an opportunity to get that hundred thousand dollars. Make sure other people get that same opportunity. That's right. You know, that's and that's it. that's now, that's the now the goal is that's to get, the biggest thing. Now to develop someone so they can get that hundred thousand dollar check. For you know sure. What I mean, that's that's and that's the trans, uh, transition of of a true leader. Hey, so, Robert, for well, sure. I think you already answered this, but just to kind of do a short recap here. Uh, we ask this question every episode. If if you could go back and give twenty two year old Robert uh, one piece of advice, um, what would that be? You know, there's probably a lot of things, but um, really, just you know, be honest with yourself. 
don't fool yourself just because you think you're great at something, that you're indispensable, that you're the best in the business at whatever it is or best in the world at whatever you think it is. And be humble and be honest with yourself, really, you know, and not just care about people for, for what they can bring to you, but really care about people for, for, for making them better. You know, Love that's it. that's probably the most important thing I could say. Love it. Couldn't agree yeah. more with that. And yeah. With that, Robert, we'll wrap this up. I'll tell you, this has been one of my favorite episodes. Um, sure I think has. it's been real. You know, we're going to title this maybe – the real, you know, the real episode, don't be fake. And, and that's something I, you know, I think that people got to understand is if you're real and you're not fake, it'll last. Fake only is temporary. You can only fool people for so long and it always, it always comes sure. out. So, uh, yep. love you, Robert. Love you, TJ. Love y'all. Remember, uh, T- I love you guys. Robert, Thank Robert, y'all for where, having me. Where can they find you at? I know you're a huge social media guy. <laughs> oh man. Y'all quit cracking jokes. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm a, I, Robert Howard on Link- LinkedIn. That's it, man. I, I stay Dude. off the social media. I'm, I'm, that's all right, I'm, I'm on the borderline of millennial and not a millennial. Okay, y'all leave me alone <laughs> about that. No, go. that's good, man. It can find you on uh, LinkedIn. Awesome, Craig. This is great. Thank you, guys. Hey, uh, us, guys. Go get you some gear and uh, check us out. Share the podcast. And, and the more people that know about this, the better. Uh, remember, guys, we're, we're not doing this at all for the money. This is all just about helping other people hear success stories. And, and the more people we can get out there to share their story, the better. So, Share it with your friends. Share it with people that are wanting to take that jump, you know, and, and leap into it, as Steve Harvey says. So, love y'all. TJ, where can they find you? Same, buddy. Uh, us, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Have a good one, guys. Fusic, a podcast for everyone who said I couldn't. <laughs>